Postseason is done. Well, at least for us. And now it's time to get back to the podcast game. Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth, our former KHO 11 baseball analyst, former Major League Scout, needs no introduction. Don't know why I gave you one. Jeremy, we're at the point now, for those in Houston, we're waiting for a manager. And on Monday, you and I reported that Ron Washington has interest in the job. It has received a lot of attention. That's fair. A lot of attention. Did you expect that much attention? I didn't, actually. (laughs) I did not. In fact, I've told some people here I didn't expect that much. Why do you think that is? Because he's a big name and everybody knows that he's somebody should be managing. You know, whether it's Houston or whether it's, uh, you know, the Miami Marlins, you know, it doesn't matter. It's he's and I'm not trying to skip. I skip Schumacher. Wasn't trying to do that. Skip some great. I'm just saying, you know, whether it's any team in baseball, Ron Washington's a guy that should be managing. The man has single-handedly revitalized three different organizations, different roles, different capacities, but he did it. In Oakland in the 2000s, when the literal money ball A's, the ones that started all these analytics, you know, things that, that the, 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 was it, we, we, are we calling them Astros X now? Are we calling them like the Astros? Are we doing that? Are we, are we doing the Astros X? Whatever that group is, you know, that, that, that group, on, on, I don't even say about them. They, as much as they want somebody who's six years old and an analyst, they don't realize that the people that started it might have some knowledge about it. And Wash was very much in that time talking about performance, 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 performance at the big league level. Performance means numbers. Numbers are just another, different kinds of, of analytics. So um, I don't understand why we got so sideways on that, but the reality is the game knows that he should be he should be managing. Everywhere he goes, he's loved. Um, I'm going to say this now. I've known the guy since I was three years old. I'm just going to get it out there. I, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I've known since known him since he was three years old. His resume speaks for itself. I don't need to campaign for the guy. It speaks for itself. When it comes to what players think of him, it speaks for itself. And if it wasn't for a false allegation in 2014, Jason, as you and I talked about offline, alleged, right, which I totally forgot about it. It wasn't for a false allegation in 2014. He's not re- he's not resigned. He just had a couple of bumps in the road in Texas that people have. And that one came out. He said, I'm not putting my family through it. And he left. He quit. He resigned. Went home. The A's hired him. I think he spent a year out, maybe a year. And the A's hired him, brought him back to Oakland as a third base coach. Next thing you know, he's in he's in Atlanta and he's been there for what, six years? They're right. Seven. Five, seven. seven years. So um you know, it's it's not like the guy's out of the game. It's not like he's not somebody people want to listen to. He single handedly helped Austin Riley. He's he's mentored Michael Harris, even though he's an the whole inter- the whole infield. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable what he's done there, and and, and to have him just um, to have him marginalized by some shows you don't know what you're talking about. To have the other guys to have it, him be get that type of uh, attraction just shows what kind of name he is. So. Um, you know, is he going to get the job? Man, who knows? You know, some people are really going to want this thing. Some people aren't. I'm sure Joe Espada really wants the job, right? I got to imagine guys would want the job, but you don't know till you ask them. And the Astros deserve to go through their process and watch should be interviewing. Before we get to the process, it was very interesting to see the comments. Some people called the his interest hilarious. Uh, one person called it hilarious. Some of the comments, we don't need another geezer. Um we finally got rid of this one. 
I sent you some of the better ones. We finally got rid of Baker, who was stuck in past ways that do not work anymore. Do not work anymore? Do not work anymore? How could you say they do not work anymore? They got to the World Series and won it. They got to the World Series, and they were in the American League Championship Series twice. How is that saying it doesn't work anymore? We don't need another person from yay olden baseball days. We need someone, someone modern. This was another good one. Joe Espada needs to be the guy, or one. Qualifications are not the main point in this search, in my opinion. <laughs> what? Is that Astro's X? Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay. Um, here's the thing. I wrote beloved in Atlanta, and an Atlanta beat reporter said, that's selling it short. Yeah. It's more than that. And judging by the reaction of the fans in Atlanta, it's almost like they want him to be their their manager. Like that's yeah, so, that's what people so, were were saying. And then here, oh, he's too old, and we need to we need to get younger. And this, who said the Astros need to get younger? I don't understand who th- who thinks that the next manager is going to be around for ultimately, which is coming down the pike, some kind of reset, rebuild. Who's to say that that guy is going to be around for that? I, I don't know where people are getting this idea. You have to think logically, realistically. Yes, there are some players who are locked up contract-wise, but there's others who aren't. And the window, two more years, definitely. As long as I think you have Verlander and Altuve and Bregman and Tucker. But after that, I, I just don't know if uh, this manager, whoever he this person's going to be will be around for this, this next reset. Yeah. Altuve and Bregman got one more year. That's it. They got 24 and um, you know, Alvarez is obviously extended out a little bit. You've got um, Pena who everybody now all of a sudden is lukewarm. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, we've gone, we've gone through all yeah. the, the so, we've gone through you know, all I, this. For, for me, what I'm doing is I'm finding somebody else to extend the window or manage well to win in this window. Because at some point, as you said, clubs have to make a decision. You know, we've had this uh, this I- I- insane assessment that the, the minor league system is going to continue to eat. That's not what's going on. They've had pizzas at the big league level. They signed and kept around and they moved some guys out, had spare parts come around or traded for some people. There's been some very good acquisitions at the big league level to augment this stuff. But the system itself hasn't really yielded a whole lot. Okay, player here, player there. Player here, player there. Piece here, piece there. It's fine. It's fine. But now you're looking at a system that has nothing, you know, more, that's ready, let's say. Nothing that's ready. Might be some better players now at lower levels, that's a fact, but there's nothing ready yet. And so if you're going to have some people that are going to open the door or people that you're going to extend, you need to have a manager who knows how to get the most out of those players for the next couple of years. Nothing against Joe Espada or anybody else who's been through this situation, okay? If Joe Espada, who at one point was a hot name with interviews everywhere, he didn't get anything before, and he's still here as the bench coach with the manager opens that have come up. He's not interviewing anywhere else. There might be a reason for it. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means there might be a reason for it. Maybe the reason is he wants to stay in Houston. Maybe the reason is other clubs think he's missing something. Maybe the reason is other clubs are in win windows, and they think he's a young a reset-type manager. That could be it, too. We haven't talked to the guy. We don't know. We're not in it. What we do know is that Espada would be a better fit for this club, in my opinion, with a with a team um, who is who is retooling. 
they can kind of grow together, much like AJ did. You know, and the funny thing is, I remember back to when AJ got the job, the entire city was screaming to get rid of Bo Porter. Man, AJ Hinch is going to be a great manager. AJ was had, was failed everywhere else, right right guy at the right time here. And then he goes to Detroit. How's that working out? I'm not putting the guy down. I'm just saying you can't judge a guy entirely if he's going to be a good manager by one season, two seasons, a championship, non-championship, because that's not how it works. Baseball is a team game. The managers are out there playing, and nowadays he's not the one writing the lineup card most times. It's a it's a complete collaborative effort at the bare minimum. So to 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 blame um a manager like like Wash who went to two World Series and just didn't get over the hump. And look, there were some questionable decisions he made managing. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. I remember watching him. I remember watching him, right? But the reality is, is that he's a veteran guy who's been there, done that, who every player that's ever been around him loves him. Uh, the front front office loves him. The city loves him. He's gonna he's local, reasonably. He lives literally down the street a drive away. Like, I don't get it. I don't get the vitriol for him being getting the job or not. I don't get it. It's interesting you mentioned the criteria, maybe not criteria, but some of the biases against an AJ Hinch. Are we seeing that with with Brad Osmus? Because he's failed in other places, or these apples and oranges? Is this an apples and oranges situation? So That's a tough question. Up. I don't mean to put you on the spot like that, well, but, I'll, I'll but listen, I mean, here, let's be honest. People know Brad Osmus for being Jeff Bagwell's buddy. Like that's and and based on what we saw in the offseason in terms of decision making and how some of those decisions turned out big picture, at times they looked okay. But I think the fan base would tell you that they don't think those moves for the most part worked out. Um, should we basically look at Brad Osmus the way uh, under a different prism or the same prism that you're talking about with AJ Hinch. I would put it this way. Um, Osmus has had two opportunities already. He had one in Detroit. Didn't go well. He had one in Anaheim. That was a year and out. That was a one and out like football three and out and you're done. Right. And I'm not saying anything about Brad. Cause again, I wasn't in the room. What I am saying is, is that that's not a good sign. And then he was gone again after that. Now the angels, in Brad's defense, um, have been interesting to observe. Is that a nice way? That's a nice way of saying it, right? See, I can do it nicely. I can do it nicely. They've been interesting to observe. Um, Billy Epler, who hired Brad Osmus, went to New York, and he was interesting to observe. <laughs> so... Um, I think that Osmus has just been has just failed twice. Failed once, okay. Failed twice. Eh, I got questions. Wash didn't fail as a manager. He just didn't win the World Series. First time he went in there, he changed the culture, got to the World Series twice, and just didn't get over the hump. That's all. Didn't get over the hump. The Rangers, as much as this city's going to hate it, look like they're going to get over the hump. Finally, going to get one. You know, and it, you're going to have to get in a position where where the Astros, these guys, got to get off their. Um, their high horse of we're the best in the planet because you're not right now. You're not. You're not even. You're not even going to be the best team in your division. Mm -mm. I think that's a concern, and so you know, to me, I want somebody's going to get the most out of these guys, and that's it. That's where we are. When I think of quote unquote failed managers who then later succeeded, and granted, the situations are entirely different. You're talking about an organization 
um, at this point that's in a different spot than the one that I'm about to name is the Yankees with Joe Torre. No one in New York thought Joe Torre was going to be a good fit for the Yankees after Showalter. And granted, that group was on the that was on the rise. That was a group on the rise. And and I, you know, I think we can both say that this is a group that's I don't want to say they're on the decline, but um they're not they're not a group on the rise anymore. That's a fact. Thank that's you. A fact. Thank yes, you. I, you're like, thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah, I, no, I mean, was... there's not a whole lot else to say. I mean, you nailed it. You know, and when, you, when you're talking about these type of things, you have to always have some vision with the future and how you're going to balance it out. You know, Jim Crane, um, spent, how he spends his money is his choice, whether we agree with it or not. You know, sometimes it's not, we, we're all like, I don't know. And other times it's like, okay, you know, and when it comes to what you got out of Montero and, um, and Abreu this year, depending on when you saw him, you got some really bad and some really good. Right. So, um, I, you know, look, Jim, Jim ultimately is going to have to make a decision and, um, decisions this, do I pay everybody and keep this thing open and, and hit some salary tax or luxury tax and, and get some stuff going or do I not? And do I just try to get some draft and, 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 uh, draft and acquire again all over? Well, that takes some, that takes some more time. So once again, the city's going to have to accept a little bit of a reset or get somebody in here and maximize that window while Dana and, and, and company go do their thing. And I think that's the option they need to pick. Dana Brown speaking to reporters on Wednesday. Excuse me. In a conference call with select reporters. I won't get into the rest of that. Um, Via MLB.com, Dana said, we're not going to rush through this, so there's not really a time frame. But as far as a candidate, I'm looking for someone with some leadership ability, someone that could run the clubhouse, of course, looking for someone with great feel for players and managing players. There's a lot that I'm looking for. I mean, he's got to know the game. He's got to be able to run a bullpen. And most of all, he's got to have the leadership skills. I'm looking for someone who I could gel with and communicate well with. I over... um. How do I say this? I was around someone in the organization and, and we need some said, we need somebody to lead. We need someone to lead these guys. And again, I don't, I don't know if it's a lot, you know, we always talk about in football, like an assistant coach who's, it doesn't work out as a head coach. I mean, there's plenty of examples in the NFL and college football. Can I give you one? Josh, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> but I don't know. Is, is Joe Espada a guy that can lead these guys? I don't know. I don't, I don't even think, I don't even know if they know. I don't even know if they know. Well, I there's back to Espada. We don't have the answers to why he hasn't got, gotten a job somewhere. He was a hot name for a long time, you know, um, but that happens. You know, guys go in the interview and they don't get it. Dijon Watson was that guy for years when it came to being a GM, you know, Ray Montgomery, was that guy for, for a little while. And that wasn't necessarily fair having worked with Ray and knowing who Ray is, he's kind of got blocked in, in the analytics shift to the you know 22 year old general manager. You know what I mean? But when it comes to, um, to this situation, the Astros know what they're looking for. You have a veteran selection committee, which makes sense. You have Jim Crane, you have Dana Brown, you have Jeff Bagwell, you have Craig Biggio, where it clearly has more say than people think. I mean, he's got some say. Okay. A little more than people think. Okay. A little more. Um, you've got you know, Mr. October, right? And, and Enos, I got Enos Cabell. I, Enos Cabell. Enos Cabell. And I got to believe 
even though Dusty isn't with the organization, when you watch the goodbye and the send off there, with Jim got a little emotional, you know, he, he, a little bit, and you know, there's the doors open for him to join as an advisor, whether he does or not, who knows? But he should jo- doors open to join as an advisor. So, um, you know, that's enough. That's enough of a crew. It's a very cross section of a crew too. It doesn't have to. That- necessarily going to be one type of guy they're going to know their personnel here they're going to talk to them and they're going to look elsewhere and they'll make a decision what they think the next window is they're making an emphasis on player development they should they're making an emphasis on scouting they should they need to retool those things to continue to keep the window open these guys aren't going to play forever so when it comes to to how they're approaching the things beneath the big league level they're doing it right how they see the next three years the spend without two van bregman which is coming up what they do with tucker I saw an article today that had McCullers listed as a starter. I got to stop that. Okay. Got to stop that. And if you want to put him in the bullpen and let him work his way back and win, great. Got to stop talking about him coming to make an impact in the rotation. Unless we're talking about him every other year. And he just does it next year and he's out for 25 and he does it in 26 and he's out for 27. We can just keep rolling like that. Otherwise they need somebody who can manage all those things. And, um, you know, Wash did, Wash was done being a manager in 2014. That's, Nine years ago, I'm quite certain he's learned more in nine years from situations, including helping to win a World Series and going back to Oakland. I, you know, not just him, but somebody else who's a veteran along those lines. Mark Kotze, here's another one. Mark Kotze, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad fit. Mm-hmm. Kotze has never had a chance in Oakland. Yep, to do and and his and his guys played hard down down right till the end. Not a shot. If I'm Craig Council, I'm not coming here though. I'm staying, I'm going to either New York or I'm staying in Milwaukee. I'm doing something where I can finish what I started. The Brewers clearly want me back. I got New York looking at me, I got Cleveland looking at me. I got to get something else over the hump, not just be a, uh, not be something else in the cogs. This isn't a team for me. I know Kotze, they say, oh, he impressed the uh, people here the last time. But I would argue this, a lot of the people that may have he impressed, they might not be around to here anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, there's definitely been a change in the guard matter of fact there's been a change in the guard and some people who we're going to use the word people can we do that some people are bandying it about that there's that you know some of the stuff they wrote they don't deserve the the mention about the way they're talking about um the front office and the ownership you know these guys have an idea what they're doing some one guy put down in there that he didn't think people and this i'm paraphrasing i'm not putting words in his mouth this is my interpretation let's say that now that people with baseball experience have no business running baseball teams yeah, I that's the one thing that's that I, I that's the one thing that I've really uh you know these these old guys aren't analytical enough and probably how do you know what Ron Washington all these teams have the same information and they all have the same information and it's a situation where it's just how you use it and I just listen the the Astros lost the 2019 World Series because of analytics okay Let's let's just get that out there. The Astros lost the 2019 World Series because of analytics. And also when you are looking at 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 this stuff, you know, I keep going back to Zach Greinke and Zach Greinke when he was here and Dusty left him in and and it was Dusty was Dusty left him in and Zach afterwards said, said that was the first time he felt like anybody in this organization had confidence in him. These guys are not machines. Like people think these guys are machines and they're not. And I just, I just feel like, yes, you need to, to, to blend all this. And that has been a theme of this podcast for as long as we've been doing it. 
But to think that, oh, the the old guard and they got they don't like numbers. Dusty Baker used to say all the time, hey, man, <laughs> he'd say that, too. But he'd say, hey, man, we, we we had analytics. They just weren't called analytics then. Hey, you know, some of these guys that write this stuff, Jason, I want to find out what they do for a living. And then I want to find out how long they've been doing it. Right. And then I want to go down to their job and I'm going to say, hey, you know how long you've been doing this? You know nothing about all this stuff you've been doing time with and all this stuff you've been putting in for expertise. I know more than you because I read a book. We call that staying at Holiday Inn Express. Okay. I want to be the Holiday Inn Express guy. I'm this, this argument of analytics versus baseball knowledge is, is, is tired, man. And so over it, it's not something we should be doing anymore. And you're telling me you don't know anything about the sport by making the argument. The fact that you and I have to get, not you, but the guy, people that are writing this stuff, the fact that you and I have to get on um, and discuss it is, is, is click worthy. It's disgusting. Uh, let, me, let me rephrase. Love you, James. Hi, Jimmy. Not that it is. Um, give me another word for click on the X thing. Give me another word with your phone. You're scrolling. Hit a uh, link, link it's link worthy. Let's go with link worthy. Link worthy or, 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 um, engagement, a lot of engagement. Yeah, I like that engagement and trying to get views. Yeah. Trying to get views, trying to get views. And I can't, you know, this is, it's enough. I mean, look, you got a lot of qualified people. It's a, you know, people, anybody who can use, look, read a stat sheet can use the numbers. The fact that we don't think that way, or we may lean towards baseball experience, um, versus, uh, versus just just what's on a piece of paper well maybe that's a matter of preference but when it comes to evolving listen as much as i think dusty did a great job this year i was all over him for how he uses bullpen at different times and i was all over him for running mccullers out there as a starter and and, and maldonado as well i got it i got it but i told jason and everybody on who listens to this a year ago diaz was the catcher of the future I said it a year ago, and I watched him. In, I watched him play what BP two at bats and and caught three innings. And I see he's a better catcher than he's doing down here. They're going to get him better in the big leagues, and he can hit. Didn't I tell you that? And he's better Not than Corey way. Lee. And he's better That's than right. Corey Lee. And the, the golden child, and everybody on everybody in Astros X land was like, "Oh yeah, Corey Lee. We can't lose him. He's a savior." So you know, when it comes to matter of fact, somebody was really mad at me about that one. That's a, I'll keep that's a, such a fun one for me. Point is. You guys got to be in a, you guys got to do a little better job we, of, of giving these guys a shot. If you get World Series titles and you have parades, that's what matters. Listen, when you look at the core of this team, they've been there, done that. And if you don't think that a guy like a Dusty Baker, it's about managing people at this point. I mean, mm. it, it really is. It's about managing people at this stage of the game. And yes, numbers play a big, a big part of this. It just, it, there's no black and white. And I just, I just, it just seems like because of the success here, it's all black and white. Now it's either, it's gotta be all analytics and this, this guy's too old and you know, this guy's too young and this guy's the savior and no, there's so much gray in this game. And that's what makes it beautiful. But that's what, what, what makes they, it beautiful. But what do they think started the process? I mean, we still back at this. At a oh, they think, come on, Jeremy, you know what they think. They, so they think a certain guy who did a tremendous job here, not taking that away, but he also whipped on two number one draft picks, number one overall picks. But they think that he was the one that built all this. So they, yeah, they, when we look at pictures of Carlos Correa and Lance McCullers drafted that year, who do we see in the room? Uh, we know, Bobby we Heck. know, we know, we know. Bobby Heck. And I'm not saying 
And I'm not saying it, it is a group effort. No one guy does anything in a team sport. But anyways, I just it's very interesting. I'm just very to think that they would plug in a guy with no managerial experience with this club. I just it, I don't know if that's I just don't know if it's going to work, whether it's Joe Espada, Omar Lopez, Will Venable. I mean, Omar Lopez has managerial experience, obviously, with Team Venezuela, but I, I just I would be shocked. But, you know, hey, that's that's the way it, I, let me rephrase it. Not that I would be shocked. I would be very um, intrigued by what why they think a person with no managerial experience could run a ball club with these types of leaders um, and these guys who have been through been through all of this over the past seven years. I I got nothing. You know, okay. I, I just I feel I feel like if they thought Espada was the guy last time, they don't hire Dusty. Well, I, I maybe because of under the the circumstances, because of the sign stealing, and and they needed someone in there who um, could navigate a ship. But hey, I, that's a good point. Like this is a different ship to navigate, and and while the circumstances are different. It doesn't mean that it's any any harder or easier. I mean, certainly let's, the let's external compare, factors are not there, but let's compare it to AJ Hitch, who I believe is a year older than I am. Okay. Um, maybe two. Maybe two. If AJ got this job in eleven, does that sound right? 11 no, he got 12, it in 13. 13. No, he was here in you mean got the Houston job? Manager job, 13. Got it in I thought 15. Well, Bo was Bo had the job for a year, right? So Brad Mills, I think, was fired after in 2011. I think Bo Porter had it in 12. So AJ would have got it in 13 or 14. That sound right? 15 and 19. 15 and 19. Okay. Um who they had Bo Porter was here for one year. Who else was around there? Who's ahead of Bo of Bo Porter? I will say this. This is before my time here. And while I do know um, the names, sometimes I get them out of order. So let me, let me get it. Let me look at it. Um, let me look at it uh, from, from this aspect. Anyway, AJ comes in here in 2015. He's 40. He's got a very young team who has not done anything yet. And so at 40 years old, he's already had one job in the man, as a manager. He's gone into the front office as a pro scouting coordinator. And he comes in and he's, he gets the job at 40 years old and he gets this young team. He didn't come in as a Buck Showalter type, using him as a veteran manager, with a young team. He came in as a young manager, learning his way with a young team, and they grew up together. That had a lot to do with the continuity. You don't have a young team anymore. You have a veteran club which means you need a veteran manager who understands it. You want to know why the Padres haven't won yet? Nothing to do with A.J. Preller in some ways, as far as like it's not A.J. in the dugout. Do you know why they haven't won yet? Because they keep putting the wrong manager with the wrong team. You have to have the manager that fits the team. That ain't a Bob Melvin indictment either but at all. Bob's great. That's a manager fit with team. It's it, So much of that has to do with getting players motivated to play because I don't care how many stats you throw at them. If the people that aren't robots go out there and they don't want to do it or they don't want to play that way, you ain't going to win. 
So you got to turn around and you got to have these guys out there in a way they buy in. You got to generate buy-in. You get a manager who can relate to them and connect to them to buy in. The Alex Bregmans, the Jose Altuve's, even the um, Jordan Alvarez, certainly the Verlanders and Kyle Tucker's at this point. You guys have all been there, done that. They've all been there, done that. Valdez and Javier to the point of a lot of you guys thought, and I say you as a general big statement, a lot of you guys thought they weren't even trying. You know, the only one that hadn't been there was Diaz. Malnado had been there. McCormick had been there. Even Myers and the taxi squad had been there. Michael Brantley had been there. Pena had been there a year ago. Abreu was new. He'd been in the playoffs. He hadn't won a world. It wouldn't been that far. He wasn't the World Series. He didn't go to World Series this year. Everybody else had done it. Everybody else had done it. And you're going to turn around and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, they just, they you know, they, they didn't hustle. You think I think a young guy yelling at him to get down the line is going to get him to play different? You need somebody that's going to turn around and get him to, to be comfortable and, and believe in who they are and go out and do it. Ain't nobody telling Alex Bregman and Altuve how to prepare. Those days are over. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, I got it. Thanks. I'm going to go prepare. We watched um, we watched uh, uh, the, the Rangers and the, and the Astros in the ALCS. I still ain't seen Corey Seager take BP on the field. Guy's got five home runs right now. You know, I mean, you're not going to tell Corey Seager how to prepare. He's been there, done that. So this notion of, man, we're going to whip out the, the Xerox, you know, printer's 9,000 stat, and then this guy's going to run it down, and Altuve is going to apply it. He's going to hit 79 home runs and six at bat. These guys know what they're doing. You need to get somebody to motivate them and buy in and keep them feeling good and moving down the line. And it's somebody who can manage after the sixth inning. The first six innings are the players. Seven, eight, and nine belong to the manager, period. That's what you get. Why do you always save the best for last? Like, that was the best of all the entire podcast. That that three minutes there was the best. And, and you know, it's interesting you bring that up because it's funny. You, you just... You just jog my memory. How many people were saying, oh, this team is, they're not motivated and they're not, they're going through the motions. If that's the case, then why would you want somebody that's on the staff who apparently couldn't motivate them? You And now you want them to be your manager? If they weren't motivated, then why do you want them? Why do you want one of, one of the staff members who's on staff now who knows the guys, if they weren't motivated, why would you want to then promote that person to manager? It makes no it's sense. Exactly. Look, the reasons they don't want Ron Washington are because they don't like the fact that he's old. That's ridiculous, okay, because yep. he's an older guy. And the second thing is, is he's a former Ranger. This city is so against the Rangers. Oh, he's a former Ranger. We don't want that. Get over yourselves, okay? You got to get somebody here to win. You want parades or not? All right. Do you hey. want parades or not? All right, so here it is. A.J. Hinch. Before A.J. Hinch was Tom Lawless. Who? Tom Lawless, former uh, Major League infielder. He replaced Bo Porter. Yeah, okay. And that was mid that was during the season. Then in 2013, Bo Porter is there for the entire year. Before that, it's and I know he's a longtime minor league manager, Tony uh DeFrancesco. Francesco. Yeah, he, he replaced Brad Mills. And he replaced Brad Mills. And then before Brad Mills, and you got Dave Clark, but Brad Mills was here for a couple of years. And then you got Dave Clark and Cecil Cooper. Coop. But um but yeah, you know, it's so it, it is very interesting you brought that up about players not being motivated and the fans saying they're just going through the motions. And yet now your top your top choice, and again, this is I'm just whether it was Joe Espada or um Hank Aaron or Willie Mays as the yeah. assistant as yeah, your bench matter. coach. So if they weren't motivated, then you're gonna promote the guy who apparently wasn't wasn't motivating guys? Come on. It's amazing to me. Anyways. 
All right, on that note, we're going to end this, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol Booth, and we plan on being next week, uh, next time, same time. And uh, until then, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.